0: We're not gonna let a little bit of cloudy, rainy weather darken our Reformation celebration, are we? Ah, Maybe this was the kind of weather that Luther had when he nailed those 95 theses to the doors of the church in Wittenberg. We don't know. But a sincere thank you to all who are enriching our Reformation 500 celebration today, the beautiful decorations, the flowers, the uh, wonderful, wonderful feast of music that is provided by many folks, both downstairs and upstairs. We give all glory and praise to God. Earlier this month, I joined my fellow pastors, teachers, directors of Christian education, and other church workers from throughout the Southeastern District which includes both of the Carolinas, Virginia, Maryland, DC, Delaware, and York County in Pennsylvania, big area. We all joined together for an all church workers conference in Williamsburg. And this is kind of a big deal because this gathering happens only once every three years where everybody comes together and it is a blessing to be together. We were blessed there with beautiful autumn weather. Uh, And so one afternoon I uh, skipped out, if you will, and went to Colonial Williamsburg just to get outside, enjoy walking up and down the Duke of Gloucester Street, which if you know anything about Williamsburg, you know that's the pedestrian only uh, walkway through Colonial Williamsburg. Gorgeous afternoon, people were everywhere coming and going, tour groups, school kids in uh, field trips and uh, families with young children, picture perfect day. And then I heard someone say in a rather loud and irritated voice, I've seen all this before. And I thought, mm, somebody not having a good day there. Not enjoying Colonial Williamsburg, and thought about that, been thinking about it a lot, actually, and wondering if there's a connection to be made between the comment that I overheard, and the Festival of the Reformation today. Every year, on the last Sunday of October, we dutifully observe this Festival of the Reformation, a uniquely Lutheran observance of the faith we share. But maybe you are feeling like that disgruntled person who made that comment, hmm, I've heard all this before. I've seen all this before. It's old news. And even today, as we celebrate the 500th anniversary of the Reformation, we may be tempted to become cynical and say, been there, done that. We live in a pretty cynical and jaded time, don't we? There is growing disillusionment and distrust of institutions and authority across the board church included so does it matter what someone who lived 500 years ago said or did does Luther have anything to say to us today and I believe the answer is a resounding yes Underneath that jaded and cynical facade of contemporary life is individuals who are searching for deep and abiding questions. Things like um, identity and purpose and meaning in their lives. Why am I here? Does my life matter? Does God exist? And if He does, does He care about me? As Luther did in his own day, so we in our day point people to Jesus, whose blood cleanses us from all sin. In Him, there is truth. In Him, There is salvation. We point people to Jesus who tells us, so if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And those words of Jesus form the basis of the sermon on this Reformation 500 Festival Sunday. May the Lord's rich and abundant blessing rest upon the preaching, the hearing, and the living of his word for Jesus' sake free indeed." We're free to go where we want, live where we want, do what we want, wear what we want. That's why underneath my uh, vestments here, I'm wearing my Luther socks today. You can't see them from there, but on the sides it says, here I stand, I can do no other. So that's, uh, I'm wearing what I want today, right? So. Freedom, at least here in America, is one of the most prized and revered aspects of our society. Our nation, like many others, was birthed in a struggle for freedom, so this is sort of in our American DNA. And yet, how often do we take freedom for granted? The slogan reminds us freedom is not free. That is true. Many, many individuals throughout the years have laid down their very lives for the freedom which you and I enjoy to this day. And yet we hear phrases like, I can do what I want. It's free country. You can't tell me what to do. It's a free country. And I believe underneath comments like that is a deeper, more probing question, which is, what are we using our freedom for? Not just as citizens of this country, but as Christians whose freedom from sin, from death, from condemnation has been won for us through the cleansing blood of Jesus Christ. What was true in the New Testament era at the time of Paul the Apostle was true at the time of Luther 500 years ago and is true still today. Paul's words in that epistle lesson for today stand for all time. There is no distinction. All, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus whom God put forward as a propitiation a sacrificial offering by his blood to be received by faith we don't earn this we don't buy this we don't deserve this it comes from God as a gift freedom is not free it costs Jesus his very life now what will we use this blood-bought freedom for bickering arguing navel gazing will we use this blood-bought freedom for self-serving ends or by the power of the Holy Spirit, will we look not only to our own interests, but also to the interests of others, even as Jesus did. In Christ Jesus, we have been set free from something and we have been set free for something. As Lutheran Christians, we get the from part. Yeah, we know that. We've been set free from sin, from death, from the power of the devil, as Luther teaches in his catechism, from the chain of sin that binds us and turns us into this downward, deathward spiral. In Jesus, we've been loosed from that and set free. And we've been set free now for something, for loving our neighbor, for serving our neighbor, even as Christ came to love and serve us. This is the purpose for which the Lord would have us use this sacred gift of freedom. Much has changed in these 500 years since Luther nailed his 95 theses to the doors of the castle church in Wittenberg. Or has it? Now, there have been quantum leaps in things like medicine, science, technology, many other things as well, but some things have not changed over the centuries. At that church workers' conference earlier this month, our plenary speaker was Dr. Dean Nattasty, president of the Minnesota South District of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. He outlined similarities between the 16th century of Luther and our own 21st century. And these similarities provide common needs in church and culture for Reformation truths that cut across the ages and speak to people of every time and place. Things like church as institution then and now, which is perceived by many to be phony and hypocritical. Struggle between truth and power Biblical illiteracy then and now. And this in an age when access to Scripture today is unparalleled. Scripture compromised by tradition. And yup, Lutherans love their tradition. Hmm. Binding consciences in matters neither commanded nor forbidden by scripture. Dr. Nadesty pointed out, yes, some things have not changed over these 500 years, but in some respects they have. We live in a world that Luther, in his wildest dreams, could never have imagined. A world where not only the church but God himself have been marginalized because both are seen as irrelevant. Guilt before God because of sin is unconsidered or even denied. Religious and moral pluralism Replacing phrases like faith alone, Christ alone, with new phrases like it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you are sincere and many paths lead to God. An age in which the Bible is revered as a holy book, but it's unread. Jesus is beloved as a teacher of love, founder of a world religion, but not as a savior because I really don't need to be saved from anything. Are we willing to take a laser sharp look at faith and church today and following Luther's own example call for, even lead reform today where reform is needed? Or is there concept of reform so locked in concrete that it's limited only to what happened in the 16th century? If any group within worldwide Christianity ought to understand the need for reforming church, it ought to be us, the spiritual sons and daughters of Luther and the Reformation. Free, indeed, means that we do not make an idol of the past, We respect that, we honor that, but we are also listening intently to what the Spirit is saying to the churches today. If you get the Washington Post, this is in today's outlook section. From Revelation to Revolution Essays on Martin Luther. Yeah, I'm kind of a dinosaur. I still like to look at the paper paper, but you can find it online too. Look at it. In this Reformation 500 anniversary year when millions of people are trekking from all over the world to the little German town of Wittenberg, the epicenter of the 16th century Reformation, the area around Wittenberg has recently made headlines as the most godless place on the planet. According to a 2012 study by social scientists from the University of Chicago, East Germany, where Wittenberg is located, is home to the highest percentage of atheists in the world with just eight, eight percent of its population claiming to believe in God. Churches here are being sold off at such a blistering pace. So many devotees are dying off each year. Christianity is actually expected to become a minority religion in Germany in the next 20 years. That also from the Washington Post earlier this year on June 25th. Reverend Johannes Bloch is the head pastor of the Stadtkirche, the town church, where Luther himself regularly preached. I can't imagine as a pastor myself standing in the pulpit where Luther preached regularly and nope, no pressure there, but that's uh, the calling that Pastor Bloch has. And he said this, I think that in the past, Wittenbergers lived with the Reformation, but now some are living off of the Reformation, how to capitalize on it for personal gain or financial means, or maybe just simply as a long ago but not current heritage. Perhaps we too are all too content to live off of the Reformation. That sobering statistic about so little faith in the land of Luther, well, we're not far behind here in these United States of America where anywhere in the country on average on any given weekend, only about 18 to 20% of the population is in worship. Researchers all agree The fastest growing faith segment of the population are people with no affiliation at all, the nuns, as they are called, N-O-N-E-S. They're about a quarter of the population, 25%. So if we are free indeed, and if in fact this is the lay of the land before us today, what will we use our God-given freedom for? Luther does speak to us across the centuries today, that reformation truth that we are saved by God's grace alone, through faith in Jesus Christ alone, made known in Holy Scripture alone, that is a timeless truth for people everywhere at all times. In these challenging and uncertain times with so much change afoot, we may be tempted to wring our hands and bow our head and just wish that we could turn back the clock. But what is it that we sang together in that psalm? The refrain. The mighty Lord is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold, our fortress. And if that was true then, it's true today as well. Take heart, people of God. The mission field is before us. And because we are free, indeed, through the cleansing blood of Jesus Christ, let us use the blessing of this freedom to be in mission, in Christ's mission to the world, beginning at our own doorstep. Let us celebrate this Reformation 500 anniversary with a renewed commitment to proclaim with our lips as well as with our lives that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he has laid down his life for all people. We are the people of Christ and we are Luther's heirs to give of ourselves our time, our resources to serve as the hands and feet and mouth of Jesus all in response to his saving grace for the sake of his mission. This is what it means to be free indeed. Here I stand. Here we stand. We can do no other. God help us. Amen.